This episode of Ed is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. They act as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. The 2022 report focuses on systemic racism in Edmonton. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very trustful episode of Unprofessional Development. I'm Tedisco. And I'm Mealy. And by the way, Tedisco is temporarily back. I know you missed him. This is not some lost episode that we dug out. Shane and my schedules weren't weren't jiving, whatever. And so we still wanted to keep the recordings coming. And so we we brought back Tedisco off the bench and... um, now, but we also have a guest. We we have we have uh, Jay Wamstead. You know, we love him from um, lots of places. He he's really big on the Twitter, like I am. And so we have like you know, hey, let's have let's have him on. We I can't remember what we were um, going back and forth on, but we were both like going. I think you're really smart. And he said, I think what you said is really cool. And oh, like we were just. I said, oh, well, if you know, you think I'm smart, I think you're cool. Let's get on a podcast and talk about how smart will get you everywhere. It will. It will. It definitely, 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 definitely. If you, if you continually um, stroke my ego on Twitter, you will end up on the podcast. That's that, that's true. So uh, welcome, Mr. Walmstead. Um, how are you doing, are you doing today? today? I am great. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I think we were, at, we were in a DM thread where we were talking about a mutual dislike on twitter i think that's well, that that's even better yes yes if you hate that like some other moron on there that that isn't as enlightened as we are then i also i also love you oh i have you on the podcast and we didn't you know what it was specifically what what what, yeah, what this, i don't what even want i don't even want to say his name you know it's like the, okay well, what was what was that what was their um their cause du jour it was one of those um <laughs> jour a thing by the way Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it was one of those, if you had better cluster management, you'd be a better teacher like me kind of thing. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 yeah, so uh, uh, what, some of the authoritari- authorita- authoritarian ilk. Is that, is that, yeah, is that what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. obviously a better teacher than us because I sometimes had problems in my classroom. So, you know. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Well, if you would just, you know mentally abuse them from, from from the first day <laughs> then they would just all comply and 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 the the indoctrination could could ensue okay so yeah, cool nothing, nothing's more better for education and creativity than fear and obedience it's, it's so good it's so good i know so i i do remember though as a first as a first second year teacher i i actually did crave just like like a like oh look at them just sitting there and listening like i don't know how to make that happen so <laughs> I still don't. I, I mean, I like the moments when they're all sitting there and listening, but yeah. uh, it's more up to them than it is to me. Right. Um. Uh. I I remember the that advice about like you know you got to find like six rules and they got to cover every possible maturity and you got to put <laughs> them in the classroom. I remember that from when I first started. 
Oh my goodness. And just spending so much time trying to come up with the perfect six rules that oh, we're going to, right before I was a father and realized that this is all insane. Yes. Yes, because yes, five rules, five rules, it'll be chaos, and seven rules, it'll 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 it'll, it'll never work. Oh, seven is uh, too many. They can't read that. Seven is too many, and five that that's not enough. You won't be able to get to cover it. Yes, it's like the uh, the eight minute ad conversation. <laughs> <laughs> something about Mary. Right? Rules is too much. I don't. I think the Old Testament had something to say about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> ten. Ten is the perfect number. Obviously, Jesus said two. So like, I don't know. It's so confusing. But anyway, we always like to start off with this question just to kind of get like the, the ball rolling and lay a foundation for who we're talking to and all that kind of stuff. So what does education and being edu- an educator mean to you? Yeah, um, well, it's it kind of all I've, it's all I've really wanted to do ever. Um, I, uh, I graduated a long time ago from a a. Uh, slightly famous college here in the south called the university of georgia you may have heard okay of yeah yeah um, we dominate football these days um that's yeah they do and i had a math degree and no real desire to uh, go into whatever math degree people did i didn't really know i don't know what that was <laughs> i didn't want to yeah, do they launch rockets build bridges um sit oh, around no. and t- around and talk about numbers that don't exist yes think tanks i think i could have gotten a job at a oh, think tank, think tank. um that might have been fun that was like a good job yes. now i prune too easily to sit in a tank all day oh <laughs> yes that's <Yeah. laughs> um and uh i see i see Disco, what it is your you bring to the podcast you bring you... i'm still trying to find what i bring to the podcast <laughs> yes um anyway i went i uh it took me a little while to, to get into education just because I didn't have the certification or anything. So I, mm-hmm. I was a professional camp counselor for a while. I okay. for a long time um, to pay the bills. And I finally uh, went back to school and got a certificate and um, started teaching. I was kind of old. I was 30 by the time I mm-hmm. first got in my classroom. But okay. um, that was 17 years ago. And we're still here. So. Um, it's kind of so what is, I mean, being an educator is like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's my life, I guess. It's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's me to be an educator. Show up. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, that's you gotta, it. You, but like to survive in that profession, you need to just be a go with the flow kind of person. Like if you are such that strict, like type A personality, we're like, we're going to do this for 10 minutes and then that for 15. No, that's not in a classroom. Come on. Well, there's so my, my personal story. Uh, I, and lots of people have a version of this, but mine is that I taught high school for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, same high school. I've done one high school, 14 years, south of Atlanta and I'm in Atlanta. I don't know if I said that already. Um, and then uh, in February of 2020, an auspicious date, uh-huh. decided I was going to, um, I needed to switch systems because my family was in a different system I was teaching in. And so I got a job um, a little closer to home and uh, it, it, I decided to do middle or high and I ended up at a middle school. And uh, a little thing called COVID happened. Mm-hmm. I started- Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were there. You, you were it's- there. It's done right now, right? No one has it anymore. Is that right? I think I, right. I said I said happened. It's over. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like ninety-eight degrees. It was there for a little while, and then <laughs> wow, exactly. So I started teaching middle school um, 
right when the pandemic hit. Um, Sounds good. And I, uh, middle school is very, very different than high school. Um, there's yeah. not a lot of, uh, you know, you could say we're going to do this, but it's like a bunch of cats like moving in a direction. Yeah. Like, my yeah. Tedesco's Tedesco's done both. He did middle school, high yeah. school, and then he didn't. And then the high school was t- too easy for him, so he went back to middle school. Okay. Okay. So you know the cat. They're just kind of, yeah. When I was teaching yeah. seniors. I was like, "Why am I here? I'll just send y'all an email, and we'll catch up in a week." And I love I love teaching seniors because it's it's it's, it's chill. So. Yeah, but every day in a middle school, I will be sitting in front of a kid and watch him throw papers at his friend. I'm like, I am two inches away from your face. Like, nice. what are the Vegas odds you're going to get away with this? And, and for the most part, their grin is just it's so ingratiating and charming. You're just like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. Like, this, oh, yeah, I can. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> call, it, call it my superpower. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I love them all. I really do. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So, so as you have, so like, as you've gone through in your education, as, as you've switched from, from high school to, to middle school, what is one thing that, that you've changed your mind on that you look at you like you're a third or fourth year in and you're like, oh, I was way off base. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I, I don't want to like, uh, so like we're gonna, I'm gonna open like the one of the third rails of uh, teacher conversation, but um, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Uh, warm up. Should I like stretch? Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Um, okay. State mandated testing. You ready? Yeah, baby. That's exciting. Um, so I, for a long time, work uh, the school I worked at uh, was always under threat of the closure of right. Uh, whatever. Yeah. All the all the state threats. Right. So we lived under uh, the high school I taught at. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of lived under this cloud of uh, pressure, um, state test pressure. I don't know if you, um, I'm sure you've heard of the Atlanta cheating scandal. Yes. Um, uh, I started teaching the year before that blew up. Um, mm-hmm. So I, uh, my school was not implicated in it in any way, but the environment of the whole place was, I've okay. read books about it. It's all very consonant with my experience at school. Right. And by the way, my, yeah. my, my understanding of what some of them did was like, really, I mean, not only was it bad ethically, but they were bad at it. Right. Like, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were like, they were like, you're going to pull a scheme like Ocean's Eleven in, right? Do the work beforehand. Right. Like, so what they were, some of them were doing was like kids that wouldn't finish tests, the teacher would then finish the test for them. And yeah. they found that, like, like that they were all getting like the last ten answers right. Like, you need to just like, you you, you gotta like, get some oh. wrong, right? Like, I, I, I mean, every gotta, time like, I, every time I catch a kid cheating in class, which happens to me because I'm not a perfect teacher, mm-hmm. um, I I just I, I have to laugh with them because I'm like, you gotta cheat better. Like, you yes. can go from an X to a hundred. Because oh. you up the kid with the hundred, you got to go from an F to an eighty-two. Then I, I think you cheated, but I probably wouldn't accuse you of it. I would just, you know, write it by this time. But when right. you go from the cheat responsibly, from the right. eighty-two to the ninety-nine, I know you cheated. You know, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you gotta be smarter. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, my school was very much 
just it was just a lot of uh pressure to, to succeed right that. right and in a lot of in a lot of districts in a lot of states that there are there's like yeah if, yeah. if the state if the school doesn't meet this then there's going to be consequences a b and c and burning it down releasing the angry badgers yeah well, just you know it rained down from, for sport it ranged but, from like oh we're going to combine you with this other high school around the corner right we're going to fire all the principals so we're going to have to let go of the 20 right. most recent hires i mean it's just all like or the what the worst actually is like some insane amount of supervision by people that don't know anything about education that we're just gonna like we we decided we're just gonna like live in your school and um you know make sure that you've got this this and this that you're doing yeah georgia had that plan going for a while where they said it was like an omnibus education district run by the state that that only took over certain schools around the state and, mm-hmm. but, but didn't replace anybody. They just came in with oversight. Yeah. They're always on threat of being, of uh, getting mixed up with them. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been to the old days of just taking the principal and impaling them and leaving your <laughs> corpse hanging out front for everyone to see as an example. See, that like, would fix it, right? Yeah. That's why Romania is such a peaceful place. Yeah. Or guess what? I mean, somebody's got to be last. Like it's 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 okay. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, just just yeah, it just and, it'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe that I mean, doesn't mean you did something wrong, right? The math of lining up all the schools in the district and just struggling against each other to like move from sixth to fifth. Mm-hmm. The realization that well, some are going to move from fifth to sixth, and they're just another school on the other side of town that's just like us, like sitting around like struggling to like anyway. Yeah, I really, I drank. Yeah, it's um, what was that thing? What was the um? Oh, what was the the Netflix thing where they were in yeah, Korea? Education? No, in Korea, and um, everyone Squid was like, "Oh, a lot." Of, what's that? Squid Game. Squid Games. Yeah, so it's basically education Squid Games, right? Like, and who's just going to end up getting like getting caught and 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 die? Right. Like exactly. And I drank that Kool Aid for a while, just in terms of I just. I felt like it was what we had, what we were supposed to be doing for our school, for our neighborhood, for a kid, for, you know, and I just like, I just ran my room like way more focused on the test than mm-hmm. I now find warranted. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I, and I, to, just to like, I, I'm not a throw out all the tests, but I don't care about tests. I, person, I, I enjoy like taking one state test at the end of the year and like kind of looking and seeing how my kids did because it makes me feel like, okay, maybe I did this well or that well. What I hate is all the, every four weeks we're going to take a practice test and every six weeks we're going to take a second practice test. Then oh. I hate all that. Um, yes. so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I've gone from that kind of person to like, we're going to practice for the state test all year, every three weeks, much more to, um, yeah, the state test is fine. I'm not going to talk about it all that much until a couple weeks before, and then we'll review a little bit, and we'll take it, and then we'll forget about it. And because it doesn't matter to the children, it matters to me. Yeah, um, I helps me know if what's going on, but they don't care. I mean, yeah. nor should they. That's it. That's, that's if your state is that, that's if your state test is good. I, I'm here in North Carolina. They've now um, put the raw scores um, invisible to us because. Oh. <laughs> Because when we could see the raw scores, we were able to see that the test was not a very good test because they were um, uh, curving a, um, a 24 to passing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So 24% was passing, which lets me know that like the, 
Pick a letter, just, kids. Right, like, exactly. down all the way down. Right. Just, 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 just do that. We're, we're good to go. And I'm like, this, this test is not good. If, if I, as a teacher, was regularly curving tests from 24 to passing, you'd be like, you're either not teaching the right stuff or you're not testing the right stuff, but like something's wrong here. You need to fix this. So now they just show you what percentile the kid scored in so that we can no longer see the, the, the raw score. Um, based on uh, the, the, the state. So, so Johnny's in the, in the, like the, um, the 40th percentile and, and, and then now, and, but give him, um, a, um, 71 or whatever it is. So there's a percentile and then what you're actually supposed to Sometimes score it based cool. on, based on the fact that they've decided it's accept, whatever they've decided the acceptable amount of kids to fail is for, for that time. So, well, and the very, as a math teacher, um, I have always been very troubled by the use of percentiles in state testing just because of what we're talking about. It's like, well, percentiles only exist because there's some kids here and some kids here. It is the squid game you're talking about. Right. I mean, right. so like, it's all well and good to be like, oh, we got to move from 40th to 50th percentile. But like, it, it, there's no room there for like, well, what if, what if, what if, 20th percentile is actually like learning enough, you know, I mean, for right. or fifth grade. Right. No one right. cares about that. It's just, oh, we got to get above 60th percentile or 70th or whatever the arbitrary, like, benchmark they set. At least that's how it was in my district. It was always just some arbitrary percentile yeah. that was kind of hit. And then I'll tell you something that I've changed on. I used to be even more of a believer in, we would get these scores, and, um, and then I actually had a principal who was, I think, a little forward-thinking, who'd be like, I'm not as concerned about the kids' scores as I'm concerned about. They would give us this number that was called growth mm-hmm. based on, you know, this, speaking of that, this kid A that was in your class when he would take the test, when he took the math test in seventh grade, he was in the 40th percentile. Now that he's taken with you, he's in the, he's in the 50th percentile. And so like, you're a good, te- you're, you're a good teacher if kids are growing from, from where they were. And that seemed reasonable to me for for a long time. I'm like, oh, that, yeah, that, that's what I should be focusing on. And then I realized, well, first of all, the assessments aren't good at measuring whether or not they're good. You know, this this, this thing that's 20, 24% is, is curved up to here. So you're not even like really accurately measuring this kid's aptitude at math. B, some kids, you know, naturally have, have brain development that, that is... Um, you know, they're struggling when they're whatever and their brain, like just like kids have growth spurts yep. naturally, kids have brain growth spurts. And then some other kids peak early. Some kid that's really tall in fifth grade, like stops growing. And that doesn't mean because his parents didn't feed him. That's just like the genetic thing. Same, some kids really like go gangbusters in like, like fifth grade through eighth grade math. And then all of a sudden there's something different and they no longer can, um, can grasp the concepts and the brain isn't isn't maturing the way some other kid all of a sudden yeah. oh look when my brain starts spurting <laughs> so like it was funny because I, I um so i stopped even looking that i no longer give a state test or my, my class is no longer tied to a state test but the last two or three years that i did it like i would talk to the, the fellow um teacher like what did you what's your growth and are you is, is this in the yellow or this is in the yeah. red and this in the green and all this kind of stuff and i'd be like i'm telling you the truth I am not going to judge you or me by that, and I haven't clicked on that link. 
I had to put the scores into the into the grade book because that's legally what I have to do. I did that. I don't look at which kid grew whatever. Like I'm not playing that game. I'm done. I'm empty south. You know? And don't piling on that. Like also going from one test to the next. Who know? Like have they had the average student, the one they keep in that lab? Uh, like, take it to show that it's normal growth? Because, I mean, I teach English, so, I mean, you could just be taking that test and there's a poem on there you just don't get, and you just bomb that part. Like, that's right. just what right. happens. Right. It doesn't yeah, show me you didn't grow. And and I, what I really discovered, and, and it's something that, that really changed my teaching practices going back to this, and, and I feel like it was kind of what you were talking about, too, was, uh, like, being... If teaching the content was the only thing we did, I feel like that would make sense. Yeah, right. But a majority of my job, and especially middle school, like, there's so many kids I look at where I'm like, I don't care about your tests. Like, I'm going to work with you on, like, fixing yourself as a human. And we're going to, we're going to, like, really get that piece down and forget the curriculum for a little while because you really need that. You know, and, and let's just help you, you know, with that, you know, mental, emotional, mature health piece. I do uh, and I like that's a few seasons of just as that's more uh, valuable for you. than I saying they got that and poem so better. I've listened to the B fifty two as somebody who teaches REM, most people's least favorite happened, subject of all time, um, right? Um, um, <laughs> um, but uh, my anyway, that's something I've been principal said something the year COVID started, started you know, so three three years um, back or whatever. Like the year we started and COVID was already going twenty twenty. Even if we all know it, right? Our goal this year is. Um, to make sure know, that the kids and half the kids don't dislike school more than they already do. Different than they're going <laughs> to be <laughs> different gender. I thought to myself that really wasn't our goal that year. Have different and interests. I kind of I mean, like, carry that like, forward. Even if I like it, yeah, have music, and which like, I do. Uh, like my kids, I can make them like just I mean, like in my real aspirational moments, if I can make them like math just a little bit more than they did at the beginning of the year, that's a reminder of that other victory for a fourteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old. And I will take whatever their state score. On a if they walk out of class to go, yeah, man, thinking about like, all right. what I'm does like, it mean for I won, these you know. kids. Yep. Children mm -hmm. to also like the, those years uh, I was really focusing on, on not that test. Like I always felt the time crunch, but trust me, right? right? Like I always I, felt I, like, oh man, got to rush, got to get to the next level, got to get to this thing. All these checks, like it doesn't matter. Get on by the end of the year, and I found that when I just slowed down. Like and at some core level, my time like, with things, and even like just took a day I'm just to check in with kids and see how everyone's doing. But, um, like instead in of teaching, my kids wound up learning more. And, yep, yep. Like, you know, I mean, we yeah. this the, is the a, pressure does we, we, not we help. Pry into the box no, if you want, I, I or we could, we could, a, a we could back I, I, up from it. But you know, in America, in the South. Because and um and, and the content that I'm teaching now, we have a lot of uh, there's there's uh, no there's no history around there's no state race, test um, and um and there's not a lot of things uh, that, that I have to carry into the classroom whether the teacher wanted and, to or not like right and so I realized I that I taught a lesson had to work and at um, it was like when you I think have, a little harder um, than I would have like a dark green room and you are now going to paint it light yellow I guess and then you like get done you go right right yeah and and. On top of no, that, it's that's not. It's one of those things that, that it's really easy to just never to acknowledge. Yeah. Like you could totally just never think about it and just 
this is keep not on the those horse blinders and, and so go on I, with like, your I, day. Right. So I get the but next day. Just to like, like really kids, do our jobs know, effectively, we kind of need to to think about it and put it in perspective and consider whiteness and yeah, put it into context. I said, I've decided if you're not learning two things. I like the word, and sometimes it's, it's thing, sometimes it's I feel like it's overused, and maybe and, I'm starting to overuse so it. Like, but intentionality is is like is something that we and being intentional with like choices that we make and and lessons that we plan and words that we use and how the how we approach something and all those kind of things. You know, whether whether it is the us the race issue. So Whether it is like kind of assessment or, or whatever it is, if we're, we we need to be intentional um, with these things and and you know and um, I'm going to use another buzzword um, and reflective, you know what I mean on on it like that. But 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 you know those sound really nice and good words, but they really mean something if they mean something to you. And so when you have that um, have that conversation, it's um more, more than once. Um, so it, it happened recently this this past semester, and so um, like my wife is black, right? And so there are teachers who have told me that I should like share that with the class at the beginning of the year to kind of like you know I'm like oh, you should tell your you should tell your students that. I'm like that's cool guys I got a black friend <laughs> I'm like I'm exactly you know like what is that is so terrible my best like, friend my best friend is <laughs> right you know what I mean and so like it, but like it but because however it, it, it's not unknown and sometimes people see a picture or somebody knows and they hear something from another kid and sometimes it does come up like organically and so I, and I always say this when when like the kids are like well, you know like Mr. Mealy like why didn't you tell us that you know, the kids will actually ask that, you know, like, I wanted you to know I wasn't racist because I'm not racist. Right. <laughs> that's how I wanted you to, like, find that out. I mean, not being racist. That's how I would want you to know that I'm not racist. You know what I mean? Not because, like, I'm not racist because I have this, like, wife and that makes me not racist. It's not like that's so silly. Right. You know? Well, and the point is, if you can't signal that to them just by being who you are, like, it, it, it's no good anyway, right? If, if, right, exactly. If the black wife in a picture to point to, like, like that's not, that's, that, that's not helpful. I mean, like, for you, but. Right. Yeah. So, so it is, so it, like you said, it, it's, and that's why it takes, um, you can't, it, you, the trust, the relationship and all that, it, it's not going to be like, all happen, you know, in your like two days of icebreakers at the beginning of the, of the of the class, and go, okay, now look at this, you know, like we all learned, you know, who our favorite Muppet is, and so now we all have relationships, you know. So like, that's, yeah, those, yes, you're you're a fan of, you know, um, what you call Fozzie. I I like Ralph more, but you know, we, you know, I I, I get you, you know what I mean? I I, I get you. The wrong answer. What? Oh. Was the right answer. The wrong answer. That always not gonna, it shouldn't be your favorite Muppet. Like if you're okay, if you gotta rank the Muppets, Fozzie should not be your number one. That's insanity. That's like saying Leonardo is my favorite of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turkus. Like, okay, no, he's not. That means you like the color blue. Like, do some self reflection, people. Ask your... the hard questions, Mealy. Who's your favorite Muppet then? Oh, God. I mean, you're putting me on the side. Oh, my Gonzo. Saying... Gonzo's. A top okay. tier, like he's S level. I knew you were gonna say Gonzo. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I'm not, see, I'll tell you what Gonzo is. Gonzo is, first of all, he is awesome. But second of all, he is the like, I'm cool because I like Gonzo and not Kermit or Piggy or, or, or Fozzie. That's, that's like, oh, I don't like, I don't like Pikachu because like, you know, I like. Kermit's just too commercial, man. I like Bulbasaur, whatever. Okay. No, you like Pikachu. It's okay. Okay. And I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to Fozzie stand all day long because he is. No, no, no. Because I'll stand by Kermit or Miss Piggy. Also those two. Amazing. Fozzie. He's the best. He's the best. I'm not sure any I'm not sure has ever if you ask Kermit who his favorite is, who's Kermit gonna say? Fozzie. Let's ask let's ask Kermit the King of the Muppets likes Fozzie the best. Let's ask it. Top tier Muppet. Hmm. Um I think I'd uh I'm gonna go outside the box and just say uh I that I enjoy more than anything when uh, Waldorf and Statler are on stage. So okay. outstanding answer. No. Okay. Well done, Wormstead. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Especially in a Muppet Christmas Carol when they play uh, Marley. Marley and Marley. There's, yeah. Yes. Marley and Marley. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they are very. They are very that, good. That's what's in my mind when you say favorite Muppet. It's the Marley and Marley scene. <laughs> God. All right. I feel like I we nicely transition from uh, oh. racial inequities in the classroom to Muppets. <laughs> well. Those are closely connected. We thought racism, and now we're arguing about Muppets. Yes, that's what right. it is. <laughs> and this is the real issues affecting America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's so many Muppets to love. Obviously, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no wrong answer. And so far, there's a couple to not love. So you don't like Sam the Eagle? Sam the Eagle's priceless. Okay. What Muppet, what Muppet do you not love? Uh. uh the weird babies yeah. I don't like. So, it so it's about how they're used. I'm just saying, if we're talking top tier Muppets, you shouldn't be choosing Fozzie. It's, it's, he shouldn't it's, be your number one. Okay, just so you know, Waldorf and Statler don't exist without Fozzie. Okay, mm. he 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 is the gas that that makes that car go. Okay, <laughs> I I'm he, not. No, 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 no. No, you can inject them in almost any seat. We're gonna go to blows, Mealy. It's gonna get heated. Oh, yes, Wal. <laughs> you want Waldorf and Stas, Stellar Waldorf, who they want to see on stage so they can be at the top of their game. They're saying, "Put the bear out there." That's what makes us go. I agree. Fozzie does need that help to be appealing. Oh, okay. That's a hard note. So, this podcast is about mostly. All right. Well, yeah, you were you were gonna talk too much, Wamstead. Anyway, why are you sorry about that? We appreciate your patience. <laughs> now I'm just glad I'm, I'm glad I injected this kind of acrimony about Walter. There we go. go. Really Excellent. <laughs> so, so well, people want to know how to be better teachers. Like, that, that's why. That's why they're listening. They want to develop unprofessionally. That's what they tend to. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um. What is, be like Fozzie. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like tell oh, what is what is one simple thing you do in your classroom that leads to more learning? Yeah, you know what I did? Um is, and I thought about it uh when you said that like could have hit the icebreakers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but during COVID times, I just kept the like kind of icebreaker vibe 
going longer in the year because it was all uh, we're on the screen or whatever and it's Mm -hmm. like we're so hard to teach anyway it was like well we might as well like keep some of this interesting stuff going and i pretty much like completely reshaped my classroom and structure in terms of like you know for 14 years i did like a like a warm-up problem was on the board and we're going to talk about the warm-up problem and i almost never do that anymore now and now Uh i pretty much just have like a goofy little like slide it's like a picture or a news story or an optical illusion or a joke or something and then i'll segue that into like some quick little question like raise your hand if you like pizza better than than hamburgers or you know something related to and then i then i teach so i spent the first like three minutes of class like doing nothing according mm-hmm. to the expert yes um but it gets so much better and the kids like like they 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 come to attention quicker and we all kind of talk for a minute and then we start class and um and i think it's better i think i think, I think it's worked out really well for the yeah. for the children um instead of me walking in immediately being like did you do the warm up problem let's talk about yeah, the warm up problem do now like i i remember telling this teacher he's, he's like it says do now on the board that means you do it now like that's what I, you know, it's like that's, that's uh, me. I've yelled that. I've walked into rooms and yelled that. Like, right? Really? We all have. Yes, yes, yes. Now yeah. I walk in. I give a little agenda, and we have a little complete non sequitur of a conversation about a big spider that I saw next mm-hmm. to the gym, and then we move on and we start math. You know, and mm-hmm. it's don't been move months. on until you find the spider. Yes. So, the the gym is far away from my classroom. Don't worry. Oh no! Okay. No, the building is. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> How big is spider? No. <laughs> Yeah, so, ah, uh, no, he's he's, no. he's he's putting a spider on the camera. So, um, <laughs> no. you guys can't you guys can't see. It. So, um, apparently, Francisco is arachnophobia. Uh, speaking of that, though, I've tried, by the way, and it's been very unsuccessful. Okay, just because I've got high school seniors and they just yeah do it. I have uh, Monty Syrie, who was on our podcast a while back, had had this um thing. He says he starts every day with smiles and frowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you have the you have the option to opt out because he doesn't make kids do it, which maybe is why 100% of my kids are opting out. Um, and, and it's just like, say one good thing or, or one bad thing that has happened since the last time that we got together and kind of, like, do that to kind of build relationships and kind of get the class um, started. So I, I tried. I honestly did. I mean, and I might try again, but it, it was tough when I'm the only one with smiles and frowns every day. Was it the... The adjustment I made, which helped me a lot, um, was that I went from, um, you know, like, you know, pointing it, you know, I went from everybody engaging to more poll type questions uh-huh. and just kind of running a little conversation. And so I, I tried to structure the question. So it's like, yeah, I mean, just this week I had a dumb math joke up there about, um, about chocolate uh-huh. and, and it's, an, it's actually an excellent math joke. I'll send it to you later, but it was okay. a math joke about chocolate and, that, you can tell it right now if you want to. I, it's a visual joke. I can't. It's, oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, and my question, Something about a like, bar graph. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It was a bar graph and a pie graph. Yeah. Okay. Graph. Okay, cool. Here's a pie graph of my favorite candy bars. Yes, Here's a bar graph of my favorite pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. You, you, you could be a math teacher in middle school. There you go. Anyway, my question was, what's your favorite type of chocolate? But I just, like, did, like, you know, hands up for... Milk chocolate, hands up for dark chocolate, hands up for white chocolate. And like, 
this is a particularly fun one because like and then you can have another race discussion but anyway go ahead well we did actually one girl like just was just yelled at me she just goes she just goes my my skin is most popular and that's what i'm going with (laughs) (laughs) there you go but i you know i i I love it i love that she felt comfortable yelled out at me um because i was like i'm not going with white chocolate though i'm going dark that's the right answer okay um so uh mr wobbs what is what is something that other teachers do that like speaking of like yelling do now at kids what is something that other teachers do that just drives you crazy and then we're gonna kind of like wrap up here but share with us something that, that, that drives you bananas um i well i i'll go i'm re- you ready for another one mm-hmm. we've done we've done ready. testing we've done race yes We'll do grades real quick. Okay, um, cool. So uh, I, as a father and a teacher, have been bothered by the uh, the, the the grade dumpers, the 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 teachers that um, collect everything for weeks and weeks and a month. Yes, too much. And then they just like either grade it all or just make grades up and they dump it all in the system at the last minute. Yes. Um, and that drives me kind of bonkers. Um, oh, I. I, yes it doesn't feel it's hard I, i've had it happen to me where i've like kids like failing my class and i go on the system and i'm like well i wonder how this kid's doing and they have like 80s and 90s in other classes and i'm like oh it must just be me but um but if i click into those grades it's like well they have one grade from six weeks ago yes yes they they, they signed the syllabus and now they have right, right, the class right right right, right. But they got the syllabus grade in January, and so I have no idea if this child's failing this class or not. And more importantly, the parent has no idea. Right. The child has no idea, right? So, like, yes. Um, so, that's them. And then if you're, you're going to do that, by the way, because there might be a listener who that's them, or they're, they're feeling a little convicted. Speaking of which, when we talked about cheating and kids being horrible at cheating, if you're going to do that, you better do it right. Like, I know a teacher, they go to my school, they've been doing it forever, okay? And the kids come to me and they go, so-and-so hasn't put any grades in. I'm really worried. I'm like, don't be. I said, it's going to be your B or an A. That's right. Uh, I'm like, they've learned that if they dump grades, then you better dump good grades. But they had teachers this past semester. They dumped, like, this kid's like, literally, there's like five zeros from an assignment, like from assignments I didn't even know existed, you know, from like, um, like 10 weeks ago and literally like the semester is going to be over in um like uh another like five or six days mm. and like this is a kid who i know when he missed time bugged me what did i miss what do what yeah. what do i have to do so i know this isn't the kid that has no clue but they literally like i didn't know these things existed and like there's zero sitting out like i'm like like that teacher just is setting themselves up for and- Trouble. I'm like, say, there's going to be a parent that's going to like, like you or myself. It's going to be like, hey, guess what? I, I, I know how the game's played, and you need to fix that. If you, I don't care if you fix it for everybody, but you're fixing it for my kid. Or, mm-hmm. or, or the next email will have, will have the principal copied on it. And I'm totally good. Like, like some people don't want to grade much. That's great. Some people yeah. like to grade every day. That's great. I, I mean, yeah. like, you can have ten grades in a quarter. We do quarters. You could have. 40 grades in a quarter. I, that's fine as long as you're, uh, whatever works for you as a teacher. It's the, right. it's, it's the dump that bugs me. It's the, yes. It, it, that's yeah. what I don't like. 
And and here's what what I figured out for me because it, it gets tough for me with with English stuff because sometimes you know we got to read through long paragraphs yeah. and things. They could okay. take a while to grade. So what I do is I. We have an electronic grade book. I'll put it in the grade book. No, an electronic grade book? <laughs> oh, I see. What? 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 Yeah, you are What was this? My God. Man, I'm stuck on the outside of the building. <laughs> Our chalkboard's now use expos. <laughs> so, no, I, um. <laughs> So, but on the electronic gradebook, what I'll do is uh, I'll put in the the assignment. I, I'm not going to have time to grade it, right? But what I'll do is I'll go through and I'll just quickly look at what the kids have submitted. And if it's submitted, I'll just put a check mark. Yes. If it's not, I'll put a zero. Okay. So that way, at least, like, they know if they got a zero, it's yeah. sitting there. And, like, the ones with check marks, I'm like, even if you got a 50 or a 60 on it, like, it'll balance out with the other grades. Right. Mm-hmm. Figure that out. You know, right. if you're at like a 50 and I got to get you to a 60, we can, we can figure that out. But if you're at like a 10, that's a problem. So I make sure to keep those updated. And uh, that's a way for the parent to know if the work's literally not being turned in at all. Like that's yes. an important signal for them, right? Right. Yeah. And I do something which I think sometimes can be confusing, but I will put in the assignments prior to assigning them. Do you guys ever do that? So I, it's, 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 we speaking of you don't care how many grades are I our district cares cares how many and it has to be like eleven of this kind of grade and seven of this kind of grade and four of this kind of grade and you can't have too many of this and too little of that and all this kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. So I know that I have to have like there's this thing called a rehearsed grade and I've got to have I think it's like four to six of them. It's kind of like an in between thing. It's not like a like a really like classwork stuff and it's not like an assessment. It's kind of in between a quiz but not a test. Yeah, yeah, or whatever it could be. You know what I mean? And so I like, I know I have to put in, like, so I'll start putting those in, like, just to go, okay, I, I have to make sure I get four of those. So I'm putting yeah. this in. Cause like, well, what's the blah, blah, blah? I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. It's like, that's like the week now. But like, I know I need to have, I know I need to make sure that that's going to be for a great. That's a problem for future you. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, yes. I'm like, this. so this guy's still. Shocked that you haven't lit grade book up. We have to do a whole episode on that so we can explain electronic, electronic grade books to people. Uh, Welcome uh, to the world of tomorrow. <laughs> do, you to plug, do you have to like plug in the electronic grade book to charge it up overnight, or how does that work? Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, instead, we love. We love funny stories from the world of education. You teach middle school. We already talked about like what rascals they can be. So, um, rapscallions, even rapscallions, when they're shenanigans, they're tomfoolery. Exactly. So, what's something that happened in your classroom any time in the in in, a, in all the years that you just go, "This is the story that I like telling" because it, it it always gets a good laugh at the at the at the um cocktail party or when I'm at the bus stop. I don't know where you go. Okay, my. So my favorite pithy short story. Yeah. Long, longer story. My favorite short story is um, I'm so we play. I'm a music guy in the class. We play music. Um, mm-hmm. uh, used to be like I, like back in the days of these things called CDs. Mm-hmm. CD player, and I'd play mm-hmm. CDs, and then eventually I got to iTunes, and now we're on Spotify. Um, but mm-hmm. maybe back in early Spotify. Anyway, we're listening to music, 
By the way, if you're still using Pandora, you're old. Okay, go ahead. I did Pandora. I forgot about that. Yes, yes. CDs, <laughs> Pandora, iTunes, Spotify. Um, uh, and part of, part of the reason I do music is it helps me, like, you know, like, you know, like they, they can request songs, you know, like I might play it, you know, build, build some bridges. Um, and but part of the reason, too, is I like to dance, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've been dancing in the corner a little bit, and I cannot dance. Um, right. I can play some instruments, but I am not a... a physical dancer so i'm just dancing in the corner and this kid's watching me mm-hmm. and i can tell he's watching me so i'm just giving it a little more you know like yeah jimmy and you can't see me but i'm snapping it to me yeah he's basically um kevin james from hitch but anyway go yeah. ahead yeah that is what i've had in the corner Q-tip. um throw it away yes. and then kid looks at me goes what are you doing and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> i said i'm i'm dancing and he goes huh he keeps watching me i'm just keep dancing back <laughs> And he says, and he said, did your wife see you do that? Oh. <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, we go to parties all the time. Well. And he watches, he waits a minute, he goes, you say you have four kids? Oh. That's a winner, chicken. That's a It was an older kid. It was the best burn of my whole life. I did that. They hit um, you. They get you some good ones, man. Oh, so good. I man. fell on the ground. It was such a good burn. I think yeah. he got an A. Just, I yeah. gave him an A. Just, there you go. go. There you go. Uh, there's nothing more I can teach you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um. Oh, I don't know if you, do you have anything like to, um, to promote or to, that, that generates income for you outside the classroom that we need to like plug or talk about before we Jump off Venmo that you want us to yes. Venmo. Um, yes. No, no. I uh, okay. I, I spend a lot of time writing uh, little things on the internet for free, but um, I don't get a lot of money from that. So okay. Uh, cool. Just, just being out here and talking promotion enough. It's fun. Sounds good. Okay. But there is anything if you want, like throw drop the link to wherever that stuff is. Just put it in the in the um in the in the doc in the in the Google doc. Okay, if you get a chance. Oh, okay, sure. you don't have to do it right now, but whenever. So we'll, and then we'll throw that in, um, in the show notes when we, when the podcast is out. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, Swalston, we just appreciate you being on our podcast. We appreciate having a good time and talking about um, Muppet racism and um, <laughs> all all the all the good stuff that goes along with that. And um, and unprofessionals, we appreciate you listening to us. So um, you know maybe the. The next time that um, you're at a at a Muppet movie, you know, or, or any movie, okay, you know, and they and they um, as you you know, you're walking in, and the 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 stuff in the the stuff in the beginning is going on before they say silence your cell phone while it's just like trivia and encouraging you to buy popcorn, just like randomly shout out unprofessional development podcast is the best podcast. Everyone, right now, go and subscribe on your phones before they make us put our phones away. That's what you should do in movie theaters, okay? And please, please, you know, video record that and 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 tag us on Twitter, and we will we will um put you out there. For that and as always, uh, stay on the phone. Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to Edmonton Public Schools Open House. Meet the staff and ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs. Explore your options and find the school that feels right. 
Find event dates and learn how to make the most out of your visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there.